You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, along with Chris to my right, James to my left. My name is Ryan Chambers. This is the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook, and also for this month, Raycon has come back as a sponsor for THPN. So thank you to both uh, entities, companies, for sponsoring us. Tonight, we have a lot of things to talk about, but first off, personals, let's get personal stuff aside. How, is, how are y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? How was your week? I'm great. It's late. Um, I resent you for saying how was your week because the week is still continuing okay well, i'm talking about like wednesday to wednesday because people don't see us during the week right still resent you oh my goodness Anyways. my brain thought it was friday for a second i got excited that's rude <laughs> if only <laughs> if only so uh i'm exhausted i am absolutely exhausted so i got up at uh seven o'clock this morning and I sat through a bunch of professional development today, which is not all that fun. Uh, Ooh, school starts on Monday. And then like I literally left straight from professional development and went straight to middle school band rehearsal. And we rehearsed from 4 to 6.30. Well, I guess it was more for 4.15 to 6.30. One of my, one of my uh, students is in the chat. And I don't know who it is, but... And then uh, we had an absolute giant water balloon fight, which was ridiculous. I think we had, yeah. I think it was 700 water balloons that we uh, that we filled up. It, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. It was a lot of fun. But I came home and I smelled like sewer water. So I, I felt like I had to take like two showers in order to so, get all the so nastiness smelled, off my body. You smelled no different than normal then. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Bazinga. You're so funny. Bazinga. Do we need to talk about the obvious thing that's going on with you, James? Um, maybe. For all the people that didn't know, all you audio <laughs> listeners who don't get on YouTube, James has been a scruffy-haired little hooligan wandering around this green earth with his scruffy little unkept beard and mustache. And here he shows up today, unannounced, unprepared, clean-shaven, even more than me. And y'all know how much beard hair I have. So rude of him to hop on with no warning. I was utterly befuddled when I saw yeah, Chris was Chris was so shocked. It was hilarious. I didn't say anything because I wanted to see Chris's reaction, and it was it was gold. Uh, uh, it was awesome. Uh, he he just went uh, for like three minutes. <laughs> oh, but I'll be honest, it looks completely weird. Like it looks totally it weird look on weird. your because and you know what? I'm so used to your beard. You know what, James? Mm -hmm. 
You're a handsome lad. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're, you're handsome, handsome lads lad in the well. chat. All around. All around. <laughs> yes, you're very hot, James. It, uh, it's other it's than, no wonder that Samantha loves you. Yeah. Other than the obvious shaving the beard, I also uh, did blood testing for the first day today, too. Like, ever. Blood testing. So I had blood, I had blood drawn for blood tests. So James has I've never done blood it before, now, so he's so. now weaker, and if you wanted to attack him, now's the time. I I'm quite tired today. <laughs> yep. Well, so so what did you do the blood test for? Just to just uh, health reasons. That's a HIPAA that's, violation that's right funny. there, Ryan. Oh, that give me a, a break. We're yeah, on the internet. All right, Dallas Stars. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the Stars played so many games this week, and so much stuff happened, and we've got a lot to talk about. So much. Don't we, Ryan? Yeah, totally. All right. Well. So it was perfect timing. My uh, my newest blog post uh, dropped on the Sarcastic Remarks website. And uh, then I think the very next day, or it might have been that same day, actually, uh, come to find out that Dane Lewis of Locked On Stars, who I listen to all of his stuff, he, he's been an excellent uh, person, member of the media, who has covered this team for about two years. Uh, he announced that he's going to be stepping away because I think he is now a videographer for Conference USA. So that's pretty cool. That's a pretty neat job to be able to go out and do. And uh, he didn't feel like he had the time to uh, devote that and do his job properly. So it sucks to see him go. Uh, I I've already been in contact with him just to try to get him on the show sometime. I don't know when we're going to get him on the show. Maybe sometime during the season just to give him a little bit of a break, get him away from stars for a little while. But again, it really sucks. Just it, and apparently this had been a thing for like two or three weeks that he had been planning to, to step away from locked on stars, but it's really bad timing. <laughs> First yep. saw it, then him. And it's just like, dude, what the heck? We're dropping like flies. Go starcastic remarks.com. Yep. Yeah, ne or, next is going to be one of us. We're going to go. No, we're gone. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We're not no, going anywhere. Not we have no plans. No <laughs> plans going anywhere. Okay, but uh, we are going to start ramping up uh, the content on StarcasticRemarks.com. Uh, I just, again, like I said, just, just did a first blog post in several months now, but uh, that's going to be coming more regularly, and it's going to go, it's going to skyrocket once the uh, season starts as well. Especially so, when the season starts up. Yep, and uh, Chris and I both have some some ideas. James has some ideas too, but I think he wants us to probably write about it instead, <laughs> which is okay. I know he's got some good ideas. I know we need idea guys ideas. over here. Yes, exactly. Y'all too. Pitch his ideas. Yeah, that's why he's we'll producer James. We'll give you nothing. Producer James. So okay. Anyways, uh, let's get into some of the things tonight. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we have to talk about is just short little snippet things, obviously, because there's not much going on. Uh, but we are going to get into our top five stars of all time. And I left it very broad for a reason. I'm not talking about, like, the greatest players to ever wear a Dallas Stars jersey or the greatest Dallas Stars ever, right? Because those are two different conversations, right? And and we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit, too. But, like, who are our five favorite Dallas Stars players of all time? And I thought it would be really interesting because, you know, James is – I don't want to say he's a new fan. He's not. He's watched the stars for many years, but he hasn't been a diehard until the last two years. Chris has been more of a diehard a little bit longer. And then since I was a ridiculous nut from the age of like four watching hockey, 
my list are going to be very different than the two of theirs. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where we go with uh, that conversation. But first off on the bucket, uh, I want to talk about uh, Radko Gudis and this thing that came out in the media. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Radko Gudis is, really big, ginormous defenseman, uh, very physical guy. He's 33 years old. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's huge. He uh, was with Florida in the bubble run, the bubble yeah. run, the Stanley Cup final run, and he signed a contract with the Anaheim Ducks recently, which was kind of strange considering he goes from a Stanley Cup contending team to probably not going to make the playoffs for the next three or four years. So the the question was kind of asked of him was like, okay, well, why did you go to Anaheim instead of some other teams? Like, you know, I don't know, some more Stanley Cup contending teams. And one of the things he said is, he saw how much pressure there was on the players in Toronto when he was playing them as a member of the Florida Panthers. So I thought it was interesting and that we should bring this up. Like it seems like nobody, a good majority of players don't want to play in Canada. And it's because of the craziness of the media up there, the amount of attention these guys get. And it's very different for hockey players and their personalities compared to like some other sports, like for example, basketball, basketball, there are some very outgoing, strong personalities and hockey players. I feel like, are more kind of like me, more reserved, laid back. Don't want to really be in the spotlight all that much. I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of bring it up and uh, get y'all's thoughts on all of that. What do you think? Yeah. Well, first of all, if you ask someone if they'd rather live in California or Canada, just face value. Everyone's picking California. Canada sucks. Well, that, <laughs> their money is it, worth less. Their taxes are higher, and you have to be even in California. In it's lower. California, it's lower taxes than Canada. Even so, yeah, exactly. Which so, is crazy. Yeah, you get more money and you get nicer weather. Yeah, all all day I'm going to to California. I'm, uh, other than I'm that, pretty we sure seen... cap wise, though, yeah, go for it. They do actually even out with the taxes and stuff, so they. They end up paying more, even though their cap hit would be the same. It evens out. Mm. It does. I don't know about all that. Players get well, pay, get paid less when they get more taxed. James is the stat person. He's the numbers person. I would trust him over you, Chris. I don't trust him. I don't trust him <laughs> as far as I can throw him. Um, yeah, he shaved his beard off. Far. He looks 16 again. Yeah, I can throw him pretty far. <laughs> well... I don't think that's totally t- true, though, Chris, that a lot of people would choose California over, over Canada. and cause, Because a majority of players in the NHL are what? They're Canadian. Like, there's more Canadian players in the NHL than, uh, than the United States. So for some people, it's going home. That, that It seems logical for us to say, okay. oh, well, yeah, of course it's you would choose California. Yeah, but... I don't even know what 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 is he is is he for uh, he's from Europe I know that I just don't know where does it do y'all know where he's from? Uh no. I have no idea. Oh, Someone look that he's up. He's a big scary bear of a man that screams at goalies after he scores on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that picture and like Toronto media just lit up. They were so mad. I remember Steve Dangle. The... Steve Dangle said something about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most amazing every pictures ever. And score on. I mean, it, I, I think yelling after you score on a goaltender right in his face is hilarious. That's great. I love it. it <laughs> if, if a goaltender genuinely gets upset at that, 
But but if a goaltender gets upset at that, then he should try to play better, not just be yeah, upset at the player. Yeah. yeah, don't let the goaltender. He won't scream in your face. Okay, but it wasn't. It's it not should, like the it goaltender. Should feel bad to get scored on. <laughs> That's like a pitcher beating the next player after a guy hits a nuke off of him. Like, okay, yeah. you're mad because you suck at pitching. Weird. <laughs> Okay, but it's not like it was Samsonov or even Matt Murray. It was their third string goalie. So it was Joseph Wool. So he sucks. So get in his head. <laughs> He's trash. <laughs> He's trash. He did suck. Well, I other than that, was, yeah, the culture is crazy too. I mean, y'all have seen the Toronto culture. They they finally yeah. won the first playoff series in forever, and you would have thought they got last in the league. And we that's just, want Florida. Yeah, it. I mean, it's just insane <laughs> the, what their media does to their players and how much rigmarole they put them through. So, okay, so so here's an interesting thought: Who is worse, the Cowboys media down here or the hockey media up there in any of the big markets like Montreal or Toronto? Honestly, I think Toronto is almost twice as bad as the Cowboys. I don't media think it's twice as bad, but I agree with you that it's worse. It's I, think, I think it is worse. Berate, berate. Even when they do good, it's like, oh, but they could have done this better. When a Cowboys player does good, boy, everybody in the nation hears about it. Everybody knows how great this player is. We're going to win the Super Bowl it, every exactly. year. <laughs> it, the highs are super high with the Cowboys. Even when there's lows, they're not super low. With Toronto, the highs are low. The lows mm -hmm. are everyone is fired. <laughs> okay, but let Let's be honest. Let's be honest here, okay? Both fan bases, the Cowboys and the Maple Leafs, has been through a lot. Okay, there's a curse on that team. I didn't believe it at first until Montreal beat beat them in 2020, and then I was like, okay, there's a legit curse here. Okay, the I, I, think I mean, it's just ridiculous. not good enough. I, I think their core players are just not as mentally tough as everyone thinks well, they are. Well, let's not get into the Toronto debate. We don't need that. There's enough of that on the internet. <laughs> but the fan bases are also very different, though, because the Cowboys have a bunch of Fairweather fans, a whole ton of them. Okay, that's Toronto, true. I'm one of those. Majority of the Toronto fans are diehards. There's nothing else to watch more in than Toronto besides fans. maybe baseball. Not just watch. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> You're in Toronto. It's especially, when it's, especially when it's winter. So, well, but I mean, I think that's that's why it's worse, and yeah, and that's slightly true in all of the Canadian markets. I just think for some reason that their culture with their favorite sport is not a healthy toxic. one. Yeah, it's toxic. It's toxic for sure. I don't think it's as bad in. Oh, I got okay. Obviously, like, oh, excuse me. I think um, like Calgary is better. Calgary is not bad. Winnipeg. I I like maybe Edmonton, put Vancouver. Toronto. Vancouver's bad. The only I reason don't we don't see it is because they've sucked for so long. <laughs> they just no, expect been, to suck now. They're just perfectly mediocre, and they never make the playoffs. Um, but, but I mean, you would admit that, like, Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton are way worse than those other ones, right? Would you agree with that? I mean, I'd put, right. I'd, I'd put Vancouver up there normally, but just Montreal and Vancouver have been so bad. Like, <laughs> there's not much yeah. to critique whenever they're terrible. Well, <laughs> And then there's the whole thing of uh, a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup in 30 years. So basically, I, I view myself as a curse because ever since I was born, no Canadian team has ever won the Stanley Cup. Like, literally, they won curse. it. That's a blessing. 
They literally Canada won it in, in June of 1993, and then I was born in July of 1993. And then ever since then, no cup for Canada. So They, they can have their free health care. We'll keep our cups. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Okay, let's move on. Um, what else we got? I forgot what I was going to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought this was interesting. This is not going to take much time uh, either, but there was a really interesting tweet earlier that uh, David Castillo found, and uh, it was this chart, and it's a uh, advanced analytic. It's botched retrievals and failed exits per 60 minutes. All right? Very specific. Cool. So it's basically like... Advanced, advanced can't get the buck out of your zone <laughs> can't can't get it can't get the buck out of your zone and yeah okay so there is a stars defenseman that makes an appearance on this list and i believe he is in the top 10 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 he's number 9 on this good list good or bad bad this is very bad bad, bad yeah, on so, this so, list. so the ninth worst defenseman in the nhl who do in you for, think it for is? Botch retrievals and field specific, exits. Yeah, in this specific category. Yes. Have y'all first uh, off, have y'all seen it? Yes, I've no. seen your text. Yes, I have. <laughs> and we do have an outline of what the show is gonna look like. Yeah, so, so it's Yanni Hawkenball, but I think, Yanni feel like we kind of knew that. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting, and that kind of allows us to discuss this and say, yeah, he was really bad in that particular category. Uh, someone I'm not surprised uh, that I expected to be on this list was Ryan Suter, and he's not. He's not even That's on this list. I, I think they have the top. as people think he is. He really isn't. It, yeah. he, he just makes some stupid decisions. But, like, there's not very many. There's one Dallas Stars player on that list, and that's it. You also got to kind of take this list with a grain of salt as well, though, because the, the leader for the worst player for retrievals and exits is Rasmus Ristolainen, who is a good defenseman. No, Drew Doughty is on no, this list. No, he's not. Drew Doughty is on this list. Is Drew Doughty a bad defenseman? Okay, but where is Drew Doughty? Jack Johnson. Is Jack Johnson a bad defenseman? He's, he's pretty bad. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a bottom so, pairing defenseman. But Drew Doughty is end. not. Jacob Truba. Jacob Trubin, Ryan McDonough. There's some Ryan good defensemen that are on this list. So you got to take that with a hefty grain of salt, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're talking about a very, very specific stat, but also I'll, I'll even counter the bad placement that he's in. We pay him 1.5 million to play like almost 20 minutes a night. <laughs> That's your second pairing defenseman. <laughs> and we don't even pay him. We pay him 1.5. That's awesome. Like, like literally, his whole cap hit could be buried in the minors. Yeah. And it yeah. would have no effect on the cap. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because that kind of validates all the things we talked about during the season of, like, Hakaba is a good defenseman. He's physical, but he just can't get the dang puck out of his own zone. So, I don't know. And that's why he's got S. I said that was interesting. Line. Yep. The other thing that's interesting about this chart is who is number two? And number two on this list is Mr. John Klingberg. Wow. Shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. And we, what's that That screaming, that really famous painting of the screaming portrait the or whatever? Is it literally called Scream? 
It's called. I had no idea, Ryan. That was tough. You're in the arts, dude. I'm in. I'm not in the arts in that way. Okay, I'm in music. I, I don't care about all that other stuff. Whatever. That should yeah, be close enough. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. Klinger did not get better when he left the stars. That's for sure. No, if anything, he got worse. No, he, did, he, he got worse. worse. My statement was, uh, I heard hyperbole. I, oh, irony. Man. I don't know. I'm not an English major. I is band director. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Top five dollar stars of all time. How do we want to do this, gentlemen? We just want to go five, 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 four, four, four. Or do we just all just one person do all five? We go who cares segment style. Who cares segment style? Okay, one at a time. Number five. All right. You want me we're to start gonna go it? oldest too. So you're gonna go first, Ryan. You got the oldest perspective here because you're old. Oh, right. You didn't even talk about it. you turned 30. He has a three in front of his age. How gross is that? <laughs> I'm ancient hey. now. Like I, I get up in the morning now, I'm like, oh my back. You're not feeling like P. Diddy anymore? No, absolutely. That stinks, not. No. man. All right, number no, five. I, I never felt like P. Diddy, to be honest with you. Okay, <laughs> my number five is Mike Ribeiro. And uh, for those of you who don't remember who Mike Ribeiro is, he was a very interesting character. And what's, what sucks about him is I didn't realize how bad of a person he is off the ice. He has a, a questionable character off the ice. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go look up some stuff and figure it out. Uh but he was so much fun to watch as a player on the ice. He uh, he made up a fantastic duo between him and Brendan Morrow. And for the rest of my life, I will always remember they were in a shootout. And he was the final, sh the final skater. And he did this really stupid move in the shootout. But he literally turned his back to the, to the goalie, shot it. And it, it hit the goalie's shoulder and went plop right, right over him. And all I could think of when I was watching that particular shootout move from Ribeiro was, wow, he's really lucky that that went in the net. <laughs> because if, it, if he didn't, his coach would have berated him. And I think I, I think I would have been pissed at him too. So that's number five is Mike Ribeiro. All right. Do y'all even know who that is? I know Mike. Yes. What are you talking? Yeah, I know Mike Ribeiro. Okay. What are you talking All about, right. man? Just making what sure. Just making sure. I don't know how far y'all's knowledge goes back. And I, I know the exact play you're talking about. It just gets an avalanche goaltender. All right, moving on. I think it was um, Peter Budai, actually. Anyways, go yeah, go ahead, Chris. Number five, Marty Turco, uh, in the same era of Mike Ribeiro, at one point was the best goaltender in the National Hockey League, and was known not for his goaltending, but for his stick handling outside of the net and for going to crazy places and making crazy plays that always somehow worked. So he was fantastic, always put on a show. And unlike Ribeiro, he is great with the Dallas Stars. He's still with the Stars. I think he's running their foundation right now, or as at least a big part of it. I wouldn't say he's running it, but I doing think he's a lot president. with the Dallas Stars Foundation. I think so. you're right. Love Marty Turco. He loves the stars. He loves Dallas. He loves all of us. I love Marty. Marty's my guy. James. All right, James. Uh, I my number five is Anton Roussel because he was a Ooh, pest and he wasn't very one. big. And 
I, I just remember that that was like probably one of the first players that I actually like liked just because I remember dad would say, yeah, this dude just skates around and annoys people. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Roussel. That was the last guy like that that we had. Max Domi gave us a little bit of a taste last year, but man. It's a little a bit. It's not, it's not the same though, It right? was not the same. Roussel did like, it every single game. Roussel That's how was our angry Frenchman. He was our angry Frenchman. It was so amazing. I I, I miss him so much, and it, it really sucked to to watch him, you know, go off the way he did. And he he signed a really bad contract in a lot of people's eyes with Vancouver, and then he played in uh, I think he played in Arizona for a little while. And I don't even know where he is now. Does do we? It, does anybody know where he is? I don't think he's playing. At least not in the NHL. I don't. Yeah, think. I think he's in Europe. I wouldn't be surprised. So that really sucks, though, because he was he was nice. West Texas Internet. Chris, number four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number four. We're going to another goaltender. Um, And by the way, honorable mention, number six was our current goaltender, Jake Ottinger, for me, actually, believe it or not. So great. Three goaltenders in a row. But number four is Ed the Eagle Belfour. Uh, the goaltender for the Dallas Stars when they won the Stanley Cup. As soon as he he was already a good goaltender before he came to Dallas. As soon as he came to Dallas, he became one of, if not the best goaltenders in the league. He was probably trading that back and forth with Hasek. Um, but yeah, he, he was just incredible. His competitive nature is really what I loved about him. He wasn't the biggest guy, and he still didn't shy away from anything. I mean, the the plays that you remember from him, like Marty, not really his goaltending, but he, there was a play where a guy slides into him, going for a little goalie bowling. He was on that night. They had to try and shake him up. And instead of getting all shooken up, Belfort just jumps on him and takes a blocker and puts it into his jaw. I mean, that's the kind of mentality you want from your goaltender, especially in the, in the, uh, the trap era that, he was playing in when the stars won the Stanley cup. That's the goaltender you want guy. who's not afraid to bang around some bodies and man, he, he took care of business and always made it fun too. So Eddie's better than anybody. Ryan, number four, Eddie's better. Um, man, I've got so many, I don't know what to. Okay. You know, I'll go with another older one. Uh, I'm going to go with Daryl Sador. Do you all even know who that is? Yes. Back in the 1999 Stanley Cup run. Uh, depth guy. <laughs> he, w- he was a very good uh, defenseman. I think he was a top four guy because I think it was Matt Machuk and Chambers. <laughs> well, but the again, it's it's a specific play that kind of idolizes him to me. And it was – he. I don't even remember what run it was. I don't remember. I think it was the 98. I don't even think it was the Stanley Cup run. But there was a specific instance where they were out on the penalty kill and he blocked a shot and his leg was just completely incapacitated. Like he could not move it, couldn't put any weight on it or anything. The dang dude stayed out there and continued to try and block shots when while skating on one leg. And it was ridiculous. Like he stayed out there in an additional like 20 or 30 seconds. And then like that right there, I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. And I already liked him before then because I kind of like the guys 
who are kind of under the under the radar a little bit, not necessarily like the best players or whatever, but he's my number four. I really like him a lot. James number four. My number four is Alexander Radulov. I loved oh, when that dude scored. Sad. Him skating around yelling at the top of his lungs, even if it was like the most pointless goal ever, <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> he just he just loved to score. And brought energy with that, too. I mean, we talked about it whenever Radulov was playing good for us, that whenever he scored, he brought energy to the whole team. Even if we were down by four goals, like you said, it was a throwaway nothing goal. That can spark us and get us back. So, yeah, I loved Rad's energy, too. I will Ryan. miss that. I will miss that goal. Uh, oh, I will miss him because of that energy that he showed at the Winter Classic, man. When he yep. scored that goal, that was... That, that was I've never seen so much jubilation on someone's face like that. And now you look back on it and you realize, like, I don't think I've ever seen a bigger celebration out of him than yep. that particular goal. Cause I mean, how many, how often do you get to play in an, in an atmosphere like that? 80,000 people. And you get to I score mean, a goal like that. That has so an cool. argument of being the, the best regular season stars goal ever. Yep. Agreed. I, yep. I think it's definitely up there. So. All right. Ryan, number three. Yeah, and I'm sorry, my internet sucks tonight. I don't know what's going on. It always sucks, though. So, all right, uh, my number three is uh, I changed. I changed it. I, I told the boys that I was going to do all non-current players. I changed my mind. My number three is Mira Haskinen, and I think he is a franchise-changing player. I do. I think he's the next captain of this team. Where this era of Dallas Stars hockey goes, I don't know. But it all rides on the back of Miro Haskinen. I mean, let's be honest. If we take out, you know, Robertson, I think we're okay. If we take out Hints and we still have, I think we're okay. You take out Miro Haskinen, that the defense looks very different. Exactly. The wall fall. <laughs> and just like Jericho, they come tumbling down. It's ridiculous. So... I, I think he is he's gonna win a Stanley Cup as a as a member of the Dallas Stars. He's gonna do it. Yeah. Put putting him on this list whenever he hasn't done it yet, though. That gives me some favorite stars. Favorite stars. I know. I, had to I think know. about it and I had to change in the last mm, second. So mm, I don't know. <laughs> New customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus legal requirements for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Owl City or Lincoln Park or Nickelback, yes, I like Nickelback, on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some good guided meditation. I know that there's a lot of people that use the Raycons for listening to music, but I also use them for listening to podcasts. And of course, being the hockey nut that I am, I'm constantly listening to all sorts of hockey podcasts, especially Dallas Stars podcasts. Raycon earbuds are simply just the best way to listen to things. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. They've got 32 hours of battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time, and they just won't die. They also come with custom gel tips so that they'll fit in your ears the best, and of course, with my small ears, it works great. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really just can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Starcastic Remarks listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com THPN. That's buyraycon.com THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com THPN. THPN. All right. My number three. Speaking of legacy, this guy's is cemented. Brett Hull scores the game winning goal for the Dallas Stars in triple overtime. Their only Stanley Cup so far. Um, yeah. And, and off the ice, he's all over. He's all over the NHL still, especially with, with, with the Blues' latest cup run. That was hilarious. <laughs> Love that. Um, he'll probably, he's going to be forever remembered as a St. Louis blue, but in my mind, he's going to be a Dallas star every single time, just because of that goal that he scored, uh, how momentous it was and what it meant for hockey in Dallas. I mean, that really put the seal and said, all right, Texas hockey is a thing and it's going to stay a thing. And it's going to take a long time. Even if we don't win a cup with this team that we have now, which I fully believe we will, that, that Brett Hull goal and that Stanley cup is going to keep this team here for another 50 years, probably. That's a very good point. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if he doesn't score that gold, are the stars still here in Texas? Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, that, I, that's fair to say that. I mean, that really is fair to Especially say. If you go through the bankruptcy that they went through in the, in the two thousands, yeah. you have no idea. There might, there might not be a hockey team in Dallas. If Brett Hull doesn't score that goal, mm. no idea. Yeah. James, number three. Uh, my number three is Marty Turco. Yeah. 
He's, it, I just remember it was like Roussel and Turco were the two that I always liked in, in that era. It's just Turco always going out, play every puck that he possibly can. And then also you have him in the playoffs get three shutouts in a single series and still lose the series. It's like the the uh, fact we, we couldn't win anything with him in net is a crime. Well, Truly it's a, a testament to how bad that team really was and how fake it was every time we were in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I still cannot believe to this day that in 2008, we didn't go further. We made it to the Western Conference Final, and then that was it. So, man, we did such a travesty to, to Marty Turco. He, he, just, he should have won a Stanley Cup. He, he just came at the wrong era. Really did. That's that's really what it was. It was through the bankruptcy area, which really sucks. So, where are we at? Number two? Yep. All right. My number two is going to be... I got two players. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. My number two is Brendan Morrow. He was the guy... He was the guy during my childhood i mean so i will forever remember a couple of two particular things and one was the hit that he laid on uh, i think it was milan maholic of the san jose sharks right before they go into overtime and it completely set the tone for the rest of that series and I mean, I still I still play it in my head right now, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that he laid a hit that large. And it wasn't dirty. It's not like it was a dirty hit. It was a clean hit. The guy was just not paying attention to where he was going. He was thinking, oh, it's the end of the period. It's whatever. No, Nothing's going to happen. And he got laid out. And to that day, that is probably the biggest hit I think I've ever seen any Stars player lay. And then the second one is obviously, uh, I believe it was the second round in 2008, which led the Stars to go to the Western Conference Final. And it was a power play goal. It was triple or quadruple overtime, one of the longest games in NHL history. And just like how we talked about that goal with Radulov and the jubilation that he showed when he scored it at the Winter Classic, I saw that exact same jubilation on Moro's face when he scored that goal. And just watching that, it's just so cool, man. It's absolutely cool. And just what he did for for hockey as well. I know he came around and took the C from Madonna and everything, and there were some people that were upset about that. But, dude, he, he was amazing. A- absolutely amazing. And he was the perfect leader in a time when the Stars were not very good for the most part. They were just a okay team. Yeah. So he's my number two. In my opinion, he's what's cemented the legacy of the Dallas Stars always having a great captain on their team. I mean, it started with Darian Hatcher. That's one guy. I mean, he was fantastic. Best captain in the league, probably. And he wasn't like the best player, but his his leadership really stood out. And that was the same thing that you had with Brendan Morrow. I mean, he, he wasn't going to be the best guy on the team. He wasn't going to be scoring every single goal, but when you need a leader, when you need somebody to set a tone going into a playoff overtime that you have to win... I mean, Brendan Morrow was the guy to do that. And that's what I remember most about him and respecting most about him. So speaking of that, of great captains in Dallas Stars, 
we back it up with my number two, Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben is maybe mm, the, hard to say. Best, I know where you're going. <laughs> maybe the best Dallas star that was drafted by the Dallas stars, not the North stars and has progressed through the system and become a leader, a great player, only guy that to win the art Ross, I believe on the Dallas stars. I'm pretty sure that's correct in a weird year, but Hey, he still did it. He's been the captain for forever and he wanted to be the captain. Everyone knew he was going to be the captain and he has been for an extended period of time. He's led this team through really weird situations and has almost won a cup twice in weird situations. So I, I think he has what it takes to take us there. And with, with the Renaissance that he's shown recently, I think as soon as he gets his name on that cup, the debate of is Jamie Ben one of the greats is his name in the rafters is gone. So let's just get the cup and not have the debate and let's put his name up there. Easy peasy. Is he the greatest captain of all time? For the stars? I think he is. If he wins a cup, yes. I think even if he That's what I'm saying. Cup, These are all debates. These are debates we can have right now. Yeah. If he wins a cup, there's no debates. Yeah, that's very true. I agree. I 100% agree with so you on that. a cup, and let's not have that debate. James, number two. My number two is... It's Jake Odinger. So... Now, now we're kind of to my my era. We're in the current era now. This is this is partly why I like I like this team as much as I do now. I mean, the bubble run was great and all, but I mean, you have the hope in not the following year, but the year after, with Otter just trying to steal an entire series off the Flames. That was absolutely amazing, and him not even being on the roster to start that year, and by the end of it. He's he's really the guy. He's the starter. <laughs> he's the starter, and and he's he, even even this year. You think like ah, he's still kind of young. Maybe he'll falter some. No, his 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 numbers are still better than they were the previous year, just like they were the year before. And it, it's <laughs> he he's insane. He's just yeah. he's a rock. And I mentioned him as my honorable mention number six. And I think the reason for that is that he's very similar to Belfour right now in his mentality that he has. He just doesn't have the, uh, he just doesn't have the trophies yet to show for it, but the competitive nature that he has the him liking being the villain that we talked about throughout the season, his, his success on the road more than at home. I mean, that just shows you the mindset that he has, that he, he wants to be the guy. He wants all the pressure on him, and that's when he steps up the most. And that's just what I think is so cool about him. Love the mindset of that guy. I think it's going to be really hard for him to win a Vesna trophy, and it's not his fault at all. I think it's just the sheer fact that there's 32 teams in the league now. I, I, I don't think it's going to be hard. With really? the way he's playing okay. right now, he hasn't had a lights-out season yet. And he's been—he's easily holding himself in the top ten of the league. He—he he has one good okay. season. He wins. I, I the can best. agree with that. I would place a wager that he wins two Vesna trophies in his career. Shoot, if he wins two Vesna trophies, we better—we better win a cup. If he—if he does, for real. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into our number ones, uh, do we have any honorable mentions 
because I, I think I have like I already gave mine. You already gave yours, James. Do you have any more honorable mentions that you can think of? I just like the whole current team that we have now. <laughs> Most of like the young guys. Hatcher. I Darian like all Hatcher, the young okay. guys a lot. So, uh, one of the guy. There's a couple of guys I wanted to to mention. We already talked about Marty Turco, but Chris, you already mentioned him. But he's on my list. And James, to to your point about the current roster, what I love about this roster, and it all goes back to Jim No. It, the character of the guys on this team is just flawless. Absolutely flawless. They're great hockey players, yes. But what's even more fun is that they just have impeccable character. Just about every single one of these guys is just... They're very well thought of, right? Ottinger. Uh, well, Jamie Ben has a bad <laughs> bad mojo, but um, around his teammates... Ice, <laughs> yes. Around his teammates, he's very well loved. Yes. Um, you got Tyler Sagan who came in and he's adored himself to the fans. Uh, I mean, Wyatt Johnson has come in and just fit in like a glove. Logan Stankoven, who they drafted, he, he's winning all of these character awards and doing some amazing things uh, in his community up in Kamloops. Yeah, so I, I agree with you 100% there, James. Um, one more player I'll mention because we didn't mention him. I think he deserves to be mentioned. He, he just not one of my top five is Yerry Littman. And I actually had to go and look it up. I was wrong. He didn't win it once or twice. He won it three times. Three times he won the Selkie Trophy. So it's it's crazy to, to think that in this day and age that Patrice Bergeron won six. That just shows how, how great of a player Bergeron is. But Yerry Littman was that perfect, just that perfect player, all-around player. He can put up some points. He can play with your top players. And he's very responsible defensively for the defensive miscues of maybe your top offensive players. You always have to have somebody like that. And you know what? The stars have that right now with Roby Hint, which makes me even more excited about what this team could do moving forward. So, okay. Sorry. I have my number one. Are you all ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, my number one is is not going to be surprising at all. No, it's not a top offensive player. It is the one and only, the original Otter, Steve Ott. I loved really? him as a player. Yes, I know it seems crazy, but when when everything was going bad in those seasons, when the Stars were not doing well, when they were bankrupt, when they weren't going to the Caps, shut up, Chris. You're judging me hardcore. I can see your face. He was always so much fun to watch. He really was. He was always picking fights with guys who were way bigger than him and somehow winning some of the fights. And he, he just had no quit. It, he, was, he was the Roussel before Roussel. All right? He, he was the, uh, the second generation of the Shane Churla, for those of you that are really old, who uh, going back to the 90s there. But he's my number one. He was absolutely my favorite player growing up. Hands down, no question, Steve Ott. My guy put Mike Romero (laughs) over Mike Madano. Are you kidding me? So the number one player is Mike Madano. 
He's the greatest Dallas Stars player ever to exist. He is going to remain the best Dallas Stars player ever. Even when his greatest American scorer record is gone, he will be the best Dallas Stars to ever live. Even into the future, I will wager that. He will be the best. He's the guy, even before the Cup, that's what got people in the seats, was Mike Madonna. He did it. He's the one who built hockey in Texas from the ground up. Brett Hall put the stamp on it, but Mike Madonna wrote the letter. Built it. Put it in the envelope. And all folded it up. So, I mean, I watched Mike Madonna when I was little. I had... This uh, I had the Mike Madonna jersey that I would refuse to take Mike off. Mike Madonna stick. And the, and the, yeah, the stick, stick. You had that stick. You would never let go of that thing. I was. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit emotional here on the pod, everybody. Okay, so y'all, y'all get ready. Break it, break it down. Bring on the mood lights. But I was a, I was a very sick kid. Okay, there was times when I would not be. I had asthma, very severely. I went to the hospital several times. They pushed the blue alarm. I think. At least twice. It might have been three times. I don't remember. But I was very sick. There were times when I couldn't go outside, when I would have to wake up in the middle of the night to do breathing treatments. And the only thing that my parents could put on to make me keep on doing them was reruns of Stars hockey games that they had just catalogs of. Um, And every time I'd wake up, I'd always have to put on my Mike Madonna shirt, my jersey that I wouldn't take off. And the only time that my mom would be allowed to wash it without me screaming and crying and giving myself an asthma attack was when I was asleep. So I'd wash it when I was asleep and put it back on me before I woke up and found out that I had taken it off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, and that was the only player I knew was Mike Madonna. And he was was superhuman to me. I mean, he he still kind of is, but... Mike Madonna is probably the reason why I love hockey as much as I do. Seeing him become the greatest American scorer when I was little was just mind-blowing to me. I couldn't imagine how anyone could score that many points or that many goals, especially for, for a team in Dallas. Um, and I still have the Mike Madonna jersey that I wore when I was a, a little kid. It's in my closet right now. It's going to go in a frame one day, and it's going to go in whatever sports room I create when I actually get a house. So that guy is going to forever be my favorite athlete to ever exist on the face of the planet. Well, dang, try uh, beating that James. Sorry, James. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number one is uh, it's Miro Haskinen. I Miro Haskinen is just such to, to me. He's such a baffling player. I, there's no one else in the league as good at poke checking and stick checking than Miro Haskinen. I, I don't think there's even a debate in that, in my opinion. He this the puck is on the offensive player's stick at one second, and then and then Miro gets close to him and it's off of it every single time, every single time, over and over and over again without fail. And it, it's just it it's it's one of those things like I I, I remember with like Kari Letnin. And just seeing a two two on one, and I'm like, oh, it's in the back of the net. And may- maybe that's why I didn't enjoy <laughs> hockey so much around then. But I mean, now now you see two on one, I'm like, who's that? And it's Haskin and back. I'm like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> so that Mira Haskin really is also kind of the player that I grew into with liking the stars. Klinger was technically first with his like behind the blue line shot but after that it was it was Miro Haskin in all the way so 
Yeah, Chris, you got to go get that jersey real quick. Oh, I go, can. Yeah, I want to see it. Go get, go get that jersey. I, if we were picking a winner in this, I think Chris won, <laughs> just because of the story at the end, right? He told such a good story. Yeah. Yes, it story absolutely made hundred percent sense. Yeah. So we'll give Chris the W. And, and I, I, I do remember him. I do remember him waking up. It with those breathing treatments and watching those games because we shared a room. <laughs> so yeah. I, I remember all the breathing treatments and everything. Here's the jersey. There's the jersey, everybody. Stars logo, not even a real patch on it. It does have the shoulder things, though. And then there it is on the back. My guy, Mike Madano. Greatest American scorer ever. Greatest Dallas star ever. Greatest athlete ever. Mike Madonna. Now, I did say, in my own defense, I I never said the greatest Dallas Stars of all times. I agree with you 100%, Chris, that he's the greatest Dallas Star of all time. But he's not my favorite. I so don't care. Steve Mike Ribeiro above Mike Madonna. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I remember a lot more of the Mike Ribeiro, Brendan Morrow era than I do the Madonna Hall uh Lettinen era Zuboff. So I just I only remember the Stanley Cup win because I got to stay up really super late that that evening as a six year old. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So I don't know. Okay. Oh and Chris, did you hear us talking about you? Yes, I did. I'm I'm a I'm the dub master. Yes, you're These the dub master. Have nice range. Yeah. <laughs> well let's get into our who cares segment tonight. Uh, it was actually my idea. We, uh, we, I thought about this like maybe probably a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago when, when I thought of this idea and I thought it would be real, uh, to do our top three fish, our top three fish. We're going to start with the youngest on this one. Took a while. Yes. Uh, we're going to, we're not. Yes, we are. James. I, I, I got to pull up my list. Yeah, his list is deep in a file somewhere. Yeah, He's got to dig it I, out. I left it in a file. I got to go find it. So Give me I, a second. I, I think I'll go first here. Um, somewhere on that Google Drive from like 1990, whatever. Yeah. Even yeah. before you were born. Okay, so we got a question in the chat. It says to eat or to catch. I don't fish. Fishing's boring. Fishing is not boring. Bad opinion to have in the South, but man, it is fishing boring. It is boring. not boring. <laughs> um, so I'm going with to eat. I don't know what those guys are doing. My number three, we're going to go with uh, kind of just a basic one. We're going tilapia. This is kind of the garbage can fish, but you know, all you got to do is put it <laughs> on a baking sheet, cover it in Cajun seasoning, boom, fish. That's funny that that is your number three, because my number three is also tilapia, because Amanda does the exact same thing that uh, mom does, and she makes these amazing fish tacos with tilapia, and it's just fantastic. You want to know the recipe for those amazing fish tacos? Literally what you said. Literally what I said. <laughs> it's Cajun seasoning and the, and the fish. That's it. Yep. Tony Shasheries, the best. Yes, uh, James. Were you able to pull up your list from your from your? From your I, I, yeah, I found it. Your Z drive. I gotcha. found it. That's good. Uh, so, so my my number three is uh, 
it's it's the blue dragon. I, I don't know if it counts as a fish, but I'm going to count it as a fish because it looks freaking cool. It's very poisonous, <laughs> and if you touch it, you, you can you can get very, very sick. But it looks awesome, and they're like itty-bitty. So. Can you show you? Do you have a picture of it on your screen right now? Share it. I need to see I'm, it. I, yeah, I'm glad we're know. showing a picture of a fish on our podcast. It, who <laughs> very, cares? Very, visu- very, very uh, good for those audio listeners. Okay. Yeah, we, we gotta I had see to this look, it up, look up uh, dragonfish to find it. Uh, it. It's it's a blue dragon. It looks really <laughs> cool though. That's gotta be fake. Oh, right. that's amazing! It looks two, cool. It does look cool. My number two. We got the garbage canned fish. No, 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 wait, no, no, no. Sorry, I, I forgot. I almost put the wrong one in there. That was my number four. My number four was gonna be catfish, the garbage fish of the river or the muddy pond. Um, but the real number two that we're going to put is salmon. Salmon. Salmon's really... good. Salmon okay, tastes yummy. I was about to say, did you really just say salmon? I like salmon. Salmon is good as sushi. Very nice, flaky. Even in the sushi, it's kind of flaky. Um, baked salmon, very good. Love it. Pan seared, all kinds of stuff. Salmon, very good fish. I feel fancy when I eat it, you know? You get that nice little, a nice little cut of salmon. Fancy fish, little lemon, little herb, little garlic, salmon. Salmon. My number two, it's boring. I don't really have it, anything to back it up or as to why I like it or why it's my number two. But my number two is trout. I just like trout. It tastes good. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing else to add to it. James, number two. Okay. My number two are... Uh, it, it, it's a moonfish, okay? There's moon a very fish. specific reason why First it is dragons, a moonfish. First dragons, now moons. I don't think there's okay. any fish on the moon, James. I'm going to say it. <laughs> the, <laughs> it. The moonfish are the fish that, that group into the school of fish and then, like, mock uh, Marlin in Finding Nemo. Oh, so specifically uh, the ones from Finding Nemo. Yes. Okay. They make right. the little happy face and the frowny face fish. It's hilarious. I love them. Right. Fair. Swim okay. through the trench, not over it. Exactly. Okay. Is it my turn? Am I going yep. number one? Man. Number one. I'm about to beat y'all on this one again. We're going with the most versatile of fishes. We're going with the tuna. Tuna is amazing. You can make it cheap, y'all, put it in a can. Are y'all hungry or something? Did y'all not eat dinner? I'm starving. <laughs> we went totally different ways with this than you did, James. <laughs> Put it in a can, mix My it up with some mayonnaise. Cool. Mix it up with some mayonnaise. Throw it on a little Sammy. Delicious. Put it on a salad. Boom. Tuna. A- a- actual tuna salad. Y- y- y'all know there's two different kinds of tuna salad. Y'all get it. Yes, yes. And then you can go fancy. You get the nice tuna. You get the center cut belly of the tuna. Throw that on some rice. Boom. Sushi. A little bit of soy. Dippy dip. Mmm tuna and even further you can get fancy cheap with the tuna with the spicy tuna spicy tuna roll best sushi in the game top top tier unbeaten still to this day top tier um and if y'all want to be really grossed out by it uh the spicy tuna tuna you don't want to know how they get that tuna you know it's not like a big piece it's like kind of like stringed up you know you know where they get it from where they scrape it off the spine of the salmon when they're done getting the fillets off of it. So even 
the little scrapelings of the tuna are just as delicious. Amazing. Ardell, you got to try it. You got to try the spicy tuna. That's the first one to try. All right. Before I get to my number one, honorable mention to Swordfish. Had Swordfish at Disney World when I was really young. It was really good. Uh, But the number one is an obvious one for me. And it's the blue tang. And if you know what the blue tang is, does anybody, do either one of y'all know what the blue tang is? Is that like that Kool-Aid drink that you get at camp? Tang? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dory, you guys. It's Dory. That's why it's my number one. Dude. Okay. You're about to get shown up so bad, Ryan. I'm not even going to lie. Are you fixing to do clownfish? No. No, really? Okay. Well, all right. Then I don't feel too bad. All right. But I don't know. I, I, I love that movie so much. That movie came out when I was 10 years old. Uh, it was obviously a big part of all of our childhoods, uh, even after the movie came out later. I mean, who hasn't seen the movie Finding Nemo? And, you know, you know, Marlon's the main character and everything like that. But, you know, there's always those movies that are fantastic. There's that one character that, like, makes the movie, right? They made a, Dory is that, they made Dory a movie is that for character. the character in the movie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, this is why Ryan's wrong, because my fish is much cooler than Ryan's. Uh, my fish is called, uh, oh it's gosh. called a blue better. This fish is absolutely beautiful, okay? It's just a better Dory in every single way, shape, form, and fashion. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. I love this fish so much. I still think I win. No, I... <laughs> No, not these ones. You can get dumb little one blue bettas from PetSmart. Not ones. Hmm. Well, I don't know how to close this one out, guys. Uh, well, do, do, you also, <laughs> do you also remember the days when you could get fish from Walmart? You remember those days? Yeah, yeah we you can still get fish from Walmart. Like a month. That's where I get my tilapia. Okay, no, not like that. <laughs> That's not what I meant, <laughs> Christian. Sorry, I, I I lost it. I know you were trying to keep a straight face, but I, I lost. It. But I don't know. That's that's a good choice, James. But I still think I won. Chris, who won? Me or James? Chris y'all won. y'all were just hungry, okay? Y'all were hungry, hungry, and I chose good looking <laughs> fish. Give me some tuna fish. My fish was okay, beautiful. I did both. I did both. Okay, I I chose I chose I yeah, chose just, two fish you, that I wanted to eat you and a fish out. that's like really really sentimental. Commit to me one way or the other, Ryan. You, you just confused Stop me. Now I'm thinking that you're supposed to. Now I'm thinking you're supposed to eat the blue tang, and then you're talking about you how pretty the blue tang is. Oh I'm just my confused. gosh! Okay, shut up, shut up. Okay, we're 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 gonna shut this up before anybody else just goes off the wire and Chris says something else stupid. Anyways, guys. We yes, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening and all of our shenanigans that we have and yeah. talking about stars and fish. Yet we didn't talk about starfish. Uh, and missed we opportunity. Pre- no. I know, I know, we missed it, man. <laughs> he just walked. Chris is gone. He's, Chris he's is gone. Done. Everybody, he's off he's camera. Mad. Anyways, uh, please go and check out sarcasticremarks.com. Thank you for starfish. all. <laughs> 
right now. Go on, Ryan. Keep going. You can do I'm it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. If if you liked anything you heard on this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Leave a comment and let us know. Please click like and subscribe. All of that jazz, along with Chris, along with James. Thank you to our sponsors. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic afternoon, evening, morning, really, really early morning whenever you guys are listening. We will see you guys again next week with more of our shenanigans. See you later.